Hey everyone, and welcome to the Yes I Can podcast, where our mission is to inspire and empower you to transform your life and transform the world by being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. I'm your host, Paul Can, and every week we are going to share amazing stories, strategies, and coaching to help you break through your limiting beliefs and supercharge your greatest superpower, the power of you. Your best life awaits. Let's go. I am so pumped for our guest today. She is just a fireball. She is just the perfect example of authenticity. She's a soulful change maker. She's a transformational coach, business strategist, and advocate of feminine leadership. She is passionate about empowering women entrepreneurs and leaders to connect with their feminine power, to gain absolute clarity and confidence, and experience aligned prosperity, purpose, and potential. Now, she is coached and mentored thousands of entrepreneurs and business owners all across the world from Africa to Europe to North America. And her mission is to create a harmony of fire and flow in the world. So please help me in welcoming the creatrix and CEO of Fire and Flow, Asma Metcal. Asma, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here and really, Paul, I love your energy. Like I'm getting all pumped and more fiery as I hear you speak. It's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, you know, I just love your story. I love what you're up to. Um, and I would love to like really, um, you know, peel back the, the chapters and, and really get to know, you know, like what brought you on this path because you weren't always here. And today we're really talking about uncovering who you truly are. And I think that really starts with, um, you know, where we come from and, you know, all of those being building blocks to, to who we are today and, and why we do what we do. So, you know, take us on the journey to what led you to being on this mission today to, you know, really be a stand for, for fire and flow in the world to impacting thousands of entrepreneurs all across the world. Take us on that journey to what led you to here. Definitely. The moment that comes to my mind is when I was around 14, 15 years old and I was living in Morocco. And I remember like walking towards um, the school and while in my walk, I just realized the way I was walking. And it was this very like fierce walk. It's like, do not bother me like <laughs> I am strong I am capable and I was wearing like you know the 80s style clothes I don't even get me started there like you know like the flashy like t-shirts and the colors and the bandanas and the big hair and mm. all of that and I was just like walking and and I will always remember that moment where it's like I was wearing my anger and frustration like a badge of honor Right. And so what was interesting in that moment for me, when I go back and I think about that is that I had this anger regarding the culture that I was brought in, in terms of um, women were put down in terms of our voice. Uh, there's not much we can do. Um, my dad not giving us as much as attention that I was hoping for. And then for me, in order to prove to him that we are deserving of that love and he did like to be and act like a man to like show him like you know like I am not really your daughter like I am like part of this family and let me show you how strong I am because mm. in the culture and the preconditioning I was brought into it was being feminine and being a woman was weak and so I didn't want that I didn't want to have 
that label already put on me before even I can prove myself. And so, so it was that very interesting way or like when I think about that moment, how I was just this very angry young woman who is, was a rubble. Like I really wanted to rubble around everything around me without knowing why. I just knew something was not right, but I just didn't know what it was. And also I was feeling hopeless in terms of there's nothing I can do except wearing this badge, wearing this shield and just showing people I can do it. So I did everything I could to be the best in, my, in school. So I got all the scholarship I wanted. I was always first in school. I always got the prizes, like all of that, just so I can, it was like my way of like, dad, she love me like here is a way to love me like here are like all the prizes like here's the thing right i need it's like i needed to prove my love to mm -hmm. to my dad so i can get that back and so from that moment then i decided to move to canada and by coming to canada it was that same thing it's like let me prove you all wrong let me show you what i can do i am able to do this and i will do it on my own right and again we're in with this beautiful like badge of honor like I mean, let me show you what i can do and i was very successful like when i arrived in montreal i will remember a moment when i soon i arrived and i was waiting for the metro in downtown montreal and i was just like oh, this feels like home and i just had this smile on my face and i was just like oh because i didn't have to fight anything anymore i didn't have to fight this invisible culture or this invisible way of people looking at you or this unconscious that was surrounding me that I was just rubbling against and I was taking so much of my energy and didn't know what to do with. And so as soon as then when I'm in Montreal, I lived there, I created like a beautiful life for myself. And then I decided to move all the way to Victoria, BC in British Columbia. Same thing once I created my whole life. And it was my second business that I created. And then here I am sitting and money in the bank. I have amazing, incredible clients. I have like subcontractors that I'm working with. Life is good. I'm like, oh my God, I think I realized the vision I had when I was in Morocco that I wanted to like be successful as I am, like create everything I wanted, like be a manager of a lot of people, mm -hmm. like have my own condo, have my own money. Like I did that. Then I'm like, but, but why am I unhappy? something is not right. Like, wh what is it? And it was then that I took the big risk to put my business on pause that was very successful. And it was in a trajectory of making even like six, seven figures. And I decided to put that on pause because I was like, this cannot be it. Because once you get the money, but you don't have a strong purpose about it, like something was not right. Yes, I was making differences in my clients' businesses, which was good, but I think deep down, I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, like as, as themselves, as individuals. And it was my ego that was driving me into like expanding my reach and helping many businesses versus like going deep with people. And so it was through that realization that I was like, okay, well, let's pause. Let's take this risk and let's go deep and discover who I am and start to date myself again and start to meet who is asthma. I can promise you then, Paul, I didn't, if you asked me what was my favorite movie, I would not have been able to answer you because I've just been working nonstop for three, four years, just like work, 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 work. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Keep going, keep going. So I, I, I didn't even know who I was. And so I did that and it was through that process that I started uncovering that, 
oh my God, I am very feminine. <laughs> like, I love connection, I love belonging, I love to laugh, I love to dance. There was all these beautiful traits and characteristics that were part of me that were shining through here and there with my friends and family, but in business, like I was always like the shield, right? Mm. And it was through that recognition and going through it that then I realized that I am fire and I am flow. And there was a part of me that I was like putting down and not recognizing that it was even there since I was young because I was preconditioned by society or by the religion or by the culture or by the parents that didn't know better or anyone. And so through uncovering that, I realized, oh my God, we are more than we think we are, that we have so much potential that we think we have. And it only starts with us like going deeper and being open to see that other side of us mm -hmm. and have this way of looking at who we are in this neutral state. It's like, not like we're having filters, like I need to be this way to be liked, but more like, this is me, this is who I truly am. And so that's my vision, that's my mission. It's helping men and women uh, to be able to access all parts of themselves and then go deep and then meeting themselves for the first time without mm. having any taboo or any judgment about who they truly are deep within. Mm, yeah. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think it's a really powerful one. And I think a lot of people really relate to that as well, especially around the culture, the cultural aspect of it around what is the role of who you're supposed to be and having that exist around you almost predetermined before you were even born. And the moment you're born into it, it's like, like what you were saying when you were young, feeling like, I, I don't really know what I can really do about this because this is just something that exists around me. It's, it's prejudice and judgments and expectations around me. When you were in that situation and you had been for so long, you know, needing to prove yourself, you know, I, I am more than that. I am more than that. And having that, what I'm hearing from you is like, that was something that you were aiming for and almost something that you were, were looking to also define you for, look what I can create, look what I can generate in the world to prove my worthiness. And when you ended in, in that place where you realize this is actually not who I authentically am. And I, there's been so many layers that has been covering up who I authentically am. Walk us through what was that like for you in terms of, I know you paused your business to really figure that out. And I think a lot of people are there right now where, there have been a lot of layers, whether it's culturally, whether it's expectations from family, whether it's expectations of themselves and different stories. And there's been so many layers that they don't even know who they are. Like, who, where do you even start when you are in this place where for so long you have been living in a costume of who you are? Yeah, that's a very good question. And like we know, Paul, like a lot of people like live on autopilot mm. and this is the life I have. This is the life I created. I cannot have more. I, this is it. So I'll keep here. So a lot of people go with the assumption that they are stuck to where they are. And so they're not even open to the idea to see what potential is there for themselves. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always tell my clients when I work with them, I said, you know, when you try to make a decision from your mind and from your head, it will always make it based on what happened before, on what happened in the previous. Like it, you will never see like, 
oh my God, if I make this decision right now, my life will be hundred times better. My business like will be 10 X. Like you can't like you go to scarcity right away. So that's why it's really important to drop into our heart, to drop into our body and really feel like what would it feel like and really like connect to those feeling of worthiness that we talked about and really like tend to those wounds that most of us have and really like be with them, sit with them, connect with them and what I am learning from them and what, what those wounds made me become. Right. And so from, through my own process um, in the way that I did it is that I started connecting more with my body. I decided for 2019 so it's like i was pre-covid like so i stopped and i paused one year before a lot mm. of people uh because that's what i felt my soul and i needed to do for myself um and so when i did that like it was more it's like okay asthma 2019 i want to feel more and do less and so like i was like really trying to 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 move like the balance out like from do 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 because we all do that right like it's like okay, my happiness pole is right here. Once I hit all these goals, I'm going to be happy. And then as soon as you get there, like, okay, what's next? And then you move the pole again. It's like, no, no, I will be happy once I'm going to have all of this, right? Um, I will always remember a woman told me when I was like in my 20s in Montreal and I went to see her. She's like, you're like this table with like three legs. You're still standing, but you're always looking at the leg that's missing. You're standing. And I always remember this analogy, especially a lot lately, because we're always going to think about what's missing, what's not there, instead of taking the time to be grateful for everything that we have or where we are. And so that's why now gratitude is very important, because you cannot be grateful and be a victim at the same time. So in a way, you are tricking your mind into like, let me be grateful for what I have in this moment. So that way, that will allow me to be open to receive more. And so deeply connecting to our body and the way how we feel like that's when you realize oh um and let us start doing that like i will go and go in a meeting i remember one day i went on a meeting and i used to work in the tech sector so it was male predominant so i heard all my share of like expressions from men and things like that but one in particular i went to this meeting the ceo really wanted to work with me but there was this financial investor that was just like sending this little little like I don't know darts of like mm. you know you're a woman are you sure you're gonna do this for us are you sure you're capable yeah, little and jabs here and there jabs in there and I'm yeah. sitting and the CEO he just like he like I can see the fear in his eyes like I really want to work with you I hope he's not missing this up right but mm. I would never forget it was July and I left that meeting and the first thing I went I went and I bought myself a hot chocolate Mm. a hot July day and I remember I was sitting in the coffee shop having that hot chocolate and then I stopped and I said why did I choose to have a hot chocolate right in this moment because before I'm like this is business this is a six-figure contract business is hard there are always people like that you you've dealt with them before keep going but like in that moment, I honored my body and I honored myself and I wanted to, I did something automatic when I went and I bought myself a hot chocolate, but then I wanted to sit down and like, why did I do that? Because there's a reason. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to be held and I want to be connected and I needed comfort. Mm -hmm. And then I was sitting there and then I, my, my business partner called me at that time and said, oh my God, let's double our estimate for them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing it. 
Because I don't want to feel the way I'm feeling right now. My body is really right now giving me a sign that I should not be doing this type of work or I should be working with this type of people or feel the way I'm feeling when I'm working on this project. Because one, I'm not going to give them my best. And two, I'm just dishonoring who I am. And so it was starting slowly like that, just like connecting more to my body and how I'm feeling. So I'll feel excited after I talk to a friend or after I coach someone or I just start a class at the university or I will feel down when I'm doing like a specific type of task. And then I started really identifying where my energy was high and where my energy was low. So that was slowly helping me connect to my purpose of what I'm here in the world to do. Mm. But connecting to my body, it was like, it was my way of removing a little bit of layers, but by using my own emotions to carve me the path. Mm. And I think that's so powerful what you just shared, like you turning down that six figure contract. Lot, I think a lot of people logically, especially right now, would be like, that's insane. But yet that's so powerful because you listen to yourself in terms of, is this how I want to feel while I am in doing the work that I'm doing? And I think there's a lot of people out there, and I know I've been in this position before, where we sell our souls for money. Yes. And we sell ourselves for money. Not in the sense of, you know, physically, but like emotionally, mentally, for the sake of something else that seems like it's worth who we are, our peace, our joy, and all those things seem, you know, like peace and joy, like you said, or even just feeling, you know, comfortable, not comfortable as in like, you know, you, uh, you know, in the sense of like not wanting to put yourself out there at risk and stretch yourself, but you know, the, the sense of like, do I feel at home where I am? Or is this something that is actually, you know, my body's telling me, intuitively this is not where i'm supposed to be and yet a lot of times we don't listen to ourselves and we go with what is the shiny object in front of us i think especially right now there can be a lot of desperation energy around that i just i just need the money right now and i'll do whatever it takes and yet it feels completely like crap while you're doing it and so walk us through that process when you when you made that decision when you started listening to your body because a lot of times we're, we're logically we may think up here like as I'm listening to you, I'm sure thinking about our audience may think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But when I got bills to pay, when I got pressure at home, you know, how can I possibly make that decision? How do you, I would love to hear your, your thoughts around that, around that moment that seems like there's a lot at stake. How do you still shift into out of scarcity and into the possibility that, you know what, this may just not be the thing, but there's something better for me out there. Yeah. So one of the tools that I really work a lot with my clients is like how to master our emotions to create our ideal life. And so in a way, it's like the first step is definitely dropping into your body and connecting to your body because your body gives you so many messages and so many clues that you're not even aware of. Like if you're not really listening and I can tell you for 40 years, I haven't listened to my body. I will literally go on a date with a guy. I'll come back. I'll get sick the following day. And I won't even know why I didn't even know my body was telling me that person is a big no, no. And Mm. I'm like, no, there's no way. Like one, you're like, 
I don't think I am that powerful. Like, come on, like, no. And so you don't believe in that. You don't believe in your own intuition or whatever you have within yourself. And, and two, it's like, well, you know, it's like, no, I'll give him another chance and maybe another chance. Like, let's see, like one day just not enough. And, and so it, and my body was talking to me. And then other time I'll go on a date and I'll be like happy, doopy, smiling, like jumping. I have butterflies in my stomach. Like those are all signs that, the, that your body is talking to you. But it's like we dismiss them because mm -hmm. we got used to our ego and used to like identify logically things and how they're supposed to, or like, I love how vision, uh, the CEO of mind Valley talks about it. Like the, the rules, the bullshit rules that we've been predict preconditioned since we were younger. So my first step with that, like once I would decided to drop into my heart, I followed, uh, like vision when he talks about, okay, what are the bullshit rules that you've been preconditioned with? And I literally start writing them all down. Uh, when you are old, you become weak. That's bullshit. Like, mm. we know that. Like, we know that. Like, we see people that are like, I just saw a video yesterday on Facebook, a woman 96 years old, and she danced at the bachata. Like, and she did this whole beautiful dance, like, with no cane, nothing. And she was, like, perfectly healthy, mm. right? So there are these possibilities. And it was very interesting because I was really challenging my own preconditioning and challenging also what I thought was the truth because to be honest like one of the ways also to master your emotions is to assume that like everything that we think is the truth are just assumptions and we think assumptions are truth but we need to learn to build our emotional vocabulary and have deep meaningful conversation with ourselves and with others to challenge that assumption or to confirm that assumption with the other person because that's usually like our biggest pain and suffering is mm -hmm. all the assumptions and the stories we put in our head, right? And so dropping into our heart, writing down the list of all the rules that we ever like had uh, and reaching our own emotional vocabulary. Like it's interesting to me and it's baffling to me that like the, the normal person knows around 12 emotions where there are over 3000 out there. And so learning to just identify exactly the emotion I am feeling right now. I am feeling fearful. I am feeling scared. I am feeling scorn. I am feeling angry or I'm feeling grateful. I am feeling love. I am feeling interested. I'm feeling confident. There's this airway of emotions that we can feel, but it's really starting to decode the messages from our body like quickly because those messages, like I said, it's just a path. It just gives you little signs for you to help you make the right decision that is connected with you, right? Mm. And so for me, it was really that. And when I made that big decision, I had a lot of people around me like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Your business is in a huge trajectory. You're on demand. Like literally, I will go in meetings and people like, you can even have it. Like you're too busy. I'm like, yeah, I'm too busy. Sorry, but I can book you like in six months from them or something, which mm -hmm. was great for my ego, which was amazing for me. But then when I went deep with myself, I'm like, that's great. I want to be on demand, but not doing what I'm doing now. I want to be on demand by helping people connect more to who they are and cover their potential and bring that fire in them so that way they can live in flow with who they truly are. Like that's what I'm attracted to. Um, and so, so it was in that moment that, of that realization that made me to like deeply connect to my why. And that's the thing with a lot of people. It's like connect to your companion. Why, why, 
why you do what you do why are you here like just ask yourself from time to time why are you here or why is it easy for me to see opportunities all around me like i call those affirmations not affirmations where you're basically asking a positive question to your mind before bed or during the day and let your mind try to find these signs for you like you know if you say to me paul oh i love a red car I would love to buy myself a red car. Once you see more red cars starting like this afternoon or tomorrow, mm. you'll just see them everywhere mm -hmm. because now you put your conscious into that. And so same thing, when you ask yourself, why is it easy for me to connect more to my intuition? Why is it so easy for me to connect to my body and be able to decode what my body's saying? Uh, why is it so joyful and exciting for me to do a job and do a work that I'm loving, right? And so like, it's really allowing ourselves to one, connect with ourselves, learn to connect better and deeper with other people through increasing our own emotional intelligence and social management and all of that. But also like connect that there is something bigger, brighter that is there, that is the universe that is there to support us and to serve us. Because at the end of the day, life, life happens for us, not to us. And so, so those will be like the things I could say uh, that people could do. And it really starts with that. To be honest with you, if I had someone else coming to me that same day and I had another meeting and they told me, you know, Asma, we only have $5,000 to do this three months project, but my heart was fluffy and excited. And I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I won't even think about it. You know what I mean? So choose the things that connects you to you and makes you excited. And when you are in this fearful state, sit down with a journal and just write down. Because most of the time that emotion is coming from a story that you're telling yourself and it is to challenge that story and rewrite that story differently, mm. right? Um, a simple example, if I told you right now, oh my God, Paul, you just won $10 million. Like literally, like I just saw it, like you just won, like it's incredible. Like you will like jump out of the hoops and be super excited and pumped. Oh my God, I cannot believe that. You didn't see the check. I didn't give you anything, but you had all that emotion within you. And so there is a way, like when people realize that that wealth and that depth of emotions that they wanna feel is already within them, and just like learn to master them every day. Just like try and bring them on demand. Like mm. at this moment, my life is incredible. Like the world is healed, COVID is over. I'm working with 20 incredible clients that I am loving. I am paid my worth and even more. I am like in various podcasts, people are inspired by my story and it's helping them make like an action. I am writing my second book and I'm doing, and you just start like talk about the emotions that gets you excited and stay in that state of feeling. It's gonna be really hard for you after that to drop down because you already brought yourself into that state. And so, that will be like my few of my advices and tips mm. I can give your audience, you know? Yeah. And I love, I love that you brought up like just the, the power of emotions, the power of like shifting what's within us. And I think often there is this um, ceiling that we've put on the type of emotions that we are supposed to feel and not supposed to feel. I hear this a lot around like negative emotions and positive emotions when really they're just all neutral and emotions and they all serve a certain purpose because we're all human at the yeah. same time, you know, like they, they come up for a reason and we, we almost make ourselves wrong for it when we're feeling certain emotions. 
Totally. I totally agree with you. That's why I call them like, it's just the signs to your path. They're just those little signals because there is good anger and there is bad anger. And when I talk to people about like appreciating yourself and loving yourself unconditionally, when we talk about authenticity, it's like loving your light and loving your shadow as well. You cannot just say, I love you when your body is perfect and you look good and you eat healthy and you don't drink too much and your business is making this amount of money and you have a perfect relationship with your significant other. That's not unconditional love. That's conditional love. Mm-hmm. And I don't love you when you are depressed and when you're down and when you're lazy and when you're procrastinating all the time and when you're letting COVID like really mess up your life and your relationship and like you can't like that's not how it works because then you're just putting more yourself down right and so it's learning to embrace who we are but at the same time like the way I talk about it and why I talk a lot about feminine power even if that connects to men as well. And a lot of men are like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Like uh, feminine energy or masculine energy, like it's like regardless of gender, like we all have them, right? It's like that fierce love. That's what I want to talk about. It's that having that fierce love towards yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning that if you're telling yourself a rule or you're telling yourself the wrong story, then rewrite that story. Like wake up, change it. It's time to change it, right? So that's what's fierce loving instead of like just being in this victim mode, like, yeah, you know, life is hard. And, you know, Asma told me to stay with my emotions. So I'm going to stay here and just be there. I'm like, no, 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 no. You put a timer, you journal, you do the thing, you go deep within what is the story you're telling yourself, identify the lie, and then rewrite an affirmation that like contradict that, like positive reframe that lie into an affirmation that is positive to you. And then use that as your fuel for what is that next action you will be taking. Because what you're doing in that moment, and I call them aligned actions, is because you took the time to connect to your body, to connect your emotion and how you want to be feeling. And then in that moment, when you go there, something, your intuition will talk to you and will tell you, this is the next thing I want you to do. I want you to call this person right now, or you need to send this email right now, or this is the next thing you need to do. And you don't need to know 20, 30, 50, 100 steps ahead. You just need to know the next step. And that's what a lot of people do. They're just like, I need to already be there. Oh my God, Ken already did a summit and he already did a podcast and I'm here and I've done nothing. No, don't one, don't compare yourself. Compare yourself to the mirror of you yesterday. Mm. And two, take whatever aligned action that works for you because whatever worked for Paul may not work for you because you're two different people. And your energy is different and you'll be attracting different type of people and your story is different. Mm, right? Yeah. And I think that's really powerful when you talk about the, the comparison, because often we do compare ourselves with others and like, well, that worked for them. It must work for me. Or why are they ahead of me? And, and spending so much time in that place of feeling not good enough instead of spending the time of, okay, well, this is just where I am and accepting that that's okay. And also then I love what you talked about the aligned action, being an aligned action. Cause I think, you know, we were just talking about this before we jumped on this call around summits that are happening. I think there's a lot of like self-development workshops that are going on. I mean, and they have for a long time. And I think especially now virtually, there's just a lot that you can attend. And I see some people that go to a lot of these and they get hyped up for five days and nothing changes. And so- (laughs) 
what is, you know, what is the key distinction, the differentiation between being like changing your emotions, being aware of what's not working and actually doing something about it and actually moving forward in it versus knowing and, and staying where they are. Because I think there's some people that become motivational junkies, but nothing ever really changes in their lives. Yeah, because they're not taking the action. They get hyped, but then nothing transpire. Um, from most of the people that I've worked with or been part of different summit, I feel like, again, going back to the different pattern that a lot of human beings have, especially in business and everything, the comparison one is a big one, 100%. And even more than that, someone will compare Tony Robbins summit now to their first step. Like mm. someone will compare your hundred step to their first step. So they're going to watch your podcast. They're going to watch your summits. They're going to see your website. Gonna, oh my God. And why am I not there? Why am I not doing what Paul is doing? It's like, wait, like Paul maybe did a thousand steps. Mm. He went to many like, personal development things like he had to mend his relationships around him he needed like to heal his own relationship with himself right and so that's a lot of people that they don't see that there's this huge like iceberg right and you just see the tip of it but like everything that you do at home hidden that's what will show your true success um and i love when dean gardugi talks about it he talks about your success success tax i love that so much like mm. what you're doing right now with COVID and everything, everybody, you are just paying your success tax. Mm. Like if you're going through a hardship and if it's hard, if you are in the break of losing your house, and I'm so sorry about that, or like if you're having like financial difficulties or if you're losing your clients or if you are deciding to pivot, all of that are like things that you will be learning in these challenging times that may serve you to serve more powerfully like maybe in two months from now or six months from now or a year from now, because how can you have compassion and empathy with your clients if you have not been through it yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there is that aspect there. And so going back, so we talk about like uh, comparison is a big one. The other big one that a lot of people do is perfection. Mm -hmm. They need everything to be perfect instead of just taking action, just take any action. Like, like done is better than perfect. Um, and so it's funny, like, like one of the quote I love is like, perfection is the lowest standard. And it's mm. so true because you can never match perfection. It can never be matched. So it's the lowest standard that anybody can put on themselves. Mm. It's so low. And so when that happens, I will ask people, why, why, why is it important for you to be perfect? And then they'll say, why? And then I'll be like, okay, who asked you who, who you needed to be perfect for when you were a kid? And sometimes they're going to say, mom or dad, why? What did that taught you, right? And then you see like something that you do automatically here right now is impregnated with something that did happen in early age that will help you disturb that pattern. And so it's very important to see like, what is the things that I do that stops my growth or that stop me from moving forward? Is it because I just compared myself? Oh, I just woke up this morning. I just checked my Instagram. I started flowing around. I saw all this amazing post. I'm like, oh, there's no way I can do a post as beautiful as that. You know what? I'm just going to stay in bed, mm. put, put it down. Or like, 
okay, I'm going to be working on this uh, video that I just designed, like created, I'm going to edit it. Oh my God, it's been four hours. I'm not done yet. You know what? That's too much work. This is just the first video. I didn't need to do hundred of those. Hell no, I'm not doing that. Then no, right? So then again, perfection stops you from doing something, right? And so it's identifying those patterns that stops you. And um, one of my favorite book, it's called like, um, uh, Big Something, oh, forget. Of course, my favorite book, and I forgot the name of it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm sure it was going to come up to me, or we can put it in the show notes. But it talks about what, what is your upper limit, right? Mm. Um, and so a lot of us have an upper limit. Um, it's either when you have a beautiful, incredible relationship with someone, and then you're going to go and find the little things just to not make it work again, because it's too good to be true. And it happens for people in business and in life and everything. And so one of the best affirmation is to say that I am expanding my upper limit for love, for success, for belonging, for love, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like increasing that thermostat of our own identity because we put ourselves into a bucket. This is our identity, but it's not true. Your identity can evolve and only you can make it evolve but it really starts with your own commitment to yourself. Like nobody can change it for you. You can go to any seminars, you can do as much as you want, but it's never gonna work, right? Procrastination is a third one, right? And Trent Shelton talks about it when he says, you don't have a procrastination problem, you have a commitment problem. Hmm. And your commitment starts with your compelling why. Why do you wake up every morning? Why do you do what you do? Why is it that important, right? And we talked about it just a little bit before the call, right? When we were talking about a lot of people have it at the surface level, right? That is like more a goal versus like, no, I'm gonna ask you why that is important to you until you start crying. Because if you don't cry, we haven't even started getting close to what is your why. Mm. So my invitation to your audience is to find a partner, find a friend, someone and be like, you know what, we're gonna play a game. I want you to ask me why I do what I do and keep asking me why until I start like bursting and crying because I need to connect deeply to what drives me, what drives my soul. Because when we talk about making money, well, that's not true. Having a successful business, that is not true. I am the proof of that. I had those. And then I was literally sitting here and be like, and be it. That's it. That's life. Like, that's it. Next thing, I just need to get married and that's it. Like, like it, it just, something was missing. I didn't know what it was. Um, and so it's like really going deeper within that and really identifying, like, again, connecting to your emotions and let your emotions guide you. Like when you, when do you feel alive? And it could be something as small as, I don't know, when I play with the kids. Okay, is that something you could do more of? Can you like maybe teach parents how they can keep their kids occupied while being educational and they're learning? Like, like try and identify the small things that you gravitate towards naturally, that you do naturally, because that's what light up your soul. That's what excites you. That's what fills you up, even when you're down. Like even if you're down in your bed, like, right? like you start browsing, but you are browsing by design yeah. most of the time you choose to stop and watch something versus you keep scrolling. And so again, staying aware of like, oh, I just watched three videos about motivation 
where I just watch five videos about like uh, home design. That's interesting. Why am I doing that? You know, and just starting to have a conversation with yourself instead of going on autopilot. Like, be curious with yourself why you do what you do, you know? Mm. So I think that is just like the perfect place to like tie off our conversation. And there was so many gold nuggets in there as I was like, oh, it's just like one thing after another. And I think it's so powerful, like what you share there to like really tie up. And I, and I, I could t- keep talking to you all day as well. It's just like, we could keep going. <laughs> this conversation is just so awesome. And I think it's, there's so many gold, gold nuggets to take away from this. And I think what I'm really hearing from you is that it really is about it's really about trusting yourself and listening to yourself. It's about being in committed action. It's being in aligned action. And really at the end of the day, it's about perfection, not perfection, but progress over perfection. And I think that going after perfection, and I think Gary Vee has an, has an awesome quote that perfection is insecurity with lipstick on. And that, that is, you know, and, and, and that is, that, that is such a great way to really summarize it because perfect perfection is literally the very thing that we're using as an excuse to hold us back from moving forward in any direction. And, you know, I love just what you shared today, just around change happens when we take a step forward, when we choose to, when we choose to pause and we choose to find our why, and we can't find our why unless we slow down to really figure out why are we here in the first place? And if, if we don't know where we're headed, how can we possibly know when we reach the destination? So I just really appreciate all the gold nuggets that, that you've shared with us, Asma. And um, you've been generous enough to also, on top of all the gold nuggets, offer our audience a free gift. So tell us a little bit more about what, what it's all about. Yeah, sure. So I wrote an ebook and it's called um, um, The Power, or like uh, The Rise of Feminine Power. And it is basically how to lead your life and business in a new way, because there is this rise of feminine energy. People want more connection, want more belonging, more to feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And I'm basically just providing five simple steps and tips that people can do every day that will allow them to tap more into that feminine energy, tap more into connecting to their body, exactly everything we talked about, know how to express their emotions, and really like connect to that intuition that will allow them to hear the messages more clearly that will allow them to take the the right path and so like the ebook is there for free for download and that you have the the link that you can share in the show notes awesome and thank you so much for for your generosity asma and um i'm sure our audience is really going to be able to um take advantage of that and be able to you know learn a lot from you so guys definitely jump on take advantage of this awesome offer. And there's, I'm sure there's so many gold nuggets that you're going to be able to, to get from it. So for those in our audience that want to learn more about you, want to follow your work, where can they find you, Asma? Uh, definitely my website is IamAsma.com. And I am on Instagram. I'm active on it. So it's underscore IamAsma underscore. I am on Facebook as well, LinkedIn. So definitely uh, send me a message and just say hi and let's have a conversation. Awesome. And so thank you so much once again for being on the podcast, for all of your wisdom and just these um, incredible insight that you've shared with us. Like I myself have learned a ton from you in this conversation. And I'm sure our audience has as well. And so thank you once again for being with us today and, and for everything that you're up to in the world. It's, it's making a huge difference for you know, transforming our world, especially in the time that we're in and, and where we're going. 
Thank you so much. And thank you for all the listeners. And uh, I hope you're going to use one small nugget from this and just apply it right away to your life. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And for our audience, thank you so much for joining us once again. And until next time, keep being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. We'll see you next time. The Yes, I Can podcast is directed by Paul Can. Executive producers of the podcast are Paul Can, Chelsea Lin, and Joyce Sauce.